What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger episode number 484 here on Thursday, September 28th. And last of the month. Yes, last of September. It's almost October. Yeah. Winter is coming. Um, <laughs> Kent. It's the fall. Well, yeah, but it's going to be winter you soon. Know what I mean, it's, it's, it's pumpkin spice time, man. You know what I can't wait All for? All the white pumpkin spice. Well, they started rolling that out in August, but yeah. uh, you know what I can't wait for, and I'm just calling it now. This winter, which will be most likely extremely cold and snowy for Yay. at least the northern half of the country, uh, oh, that's, probably that's a good amount us. of snowstorms on the east coast as well, mm. um, perhaps large blizzards, and take it to the bank right now, because it's going to be extremely cold and snowy, guess what will be causing that? Global warming. Climate change, yeah. <laughs> global warming. They don't call it global warming anymore because they knew that that word got, yeah. uh, or that phrase got tainted. But yeah, climate change. So, and everything's climate change to them. Yeah. Too cold, climate change. Too hot, climate, climate change. change. Too dry, too wet, too windy. Tornadoes, no tornadoes. Hurricanes, no hurricanes. All climate change. Racism. Climate Interestingly change. enough, we didn't have a very bad hurricane season at all. No. That's climate change. Uh, oh. Tornado season last year was pretty low as well. It's been low actually for a few years now. Yeah, we haven't had an F five I think in almost ten years I believe. That, that um, was uh, Joplin, right? I last think so. Time? Yeah, I have last to go time? back and look. Um, but certainly I mean, at least terrible, five years. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Climate change. Anyway, climate change got off topic. Climate. There. These people, these people in their. I mean, they're just trying to destroy the world. Electric vehicles now. Um, Don't yeah. eat meat. Well, and that ties into the whole auto worker strike, yeah. which um, really is an interesting dynamic that Biden showed up for six minutes to pick it with them. Yeah. Because one of their main complaints is the electric vehicle bullshit, which he is primarily driving himself. Yes. Um, the subsidies, the the mandates. Um, so that that was funny to that see. That was but. that was ironic. Here's yeah. the man who basically like Rooney created you, yeah. created one of the major obstacles that that's that killed the New Deal mm-hmm. yep. with uh, the automakers. Anyway, let's get into what we came here to talk about today, which of course the two topics of discussion: the impeachment hearing, which is still ongoing uh, as as we speak here. Oh, oh, I could see oh. that Dan Goldman, the uh, weapons grade retard from New York, is speaking. The yeah. insider trading. Uh, very suspiciously high return stock trader of uh, of Congress. Um, He's got that Levi money. Well, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the impeachment hearing today overall has been pretty low key. Uh, it's low been key. very low key. Not not surprising. Kind of figured that was going to be the case. There hasn't been a whole lot of new information. You know, CNN, MSNBC, and of course the big TV networks have all blacked out coverage of today's hearing. Only Fox News is carrying it live. Um, you know, the stark contrast of their wall-to-wall coverage of the Trump impeachment hearings. Yeah. Um, which, you know, just follows along with exactly what I predicted in the fact that this probably is not going to move the needle a whole lot, if at all. Um, what what is your take on what you kind of seen this morning on uh, yeah on TV and on social media? It, it's the Republicans rehashing what we've already known, setting up timelines, doling out the the evidence that 
offers legitimacy to this inquiry. Mm-hmm. And then Democrats just throwing a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Is there equal justice under the law? Biden loves his son. There's no evidence. Oh, they've been parroting uh, that no evidence. No evidence. Line. Oh, also, and also the government shutdown. Yeah, yep. You know, this is how many people are going to get f***ed over in, you know, Boebert's district, Marjorie mm-hmm. Taylor Greene's district, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Then it goes back to facts, which is how, like, there's some shady with the Biden family. Then goes back to Democrats like Dan Goldman probably saying, like, you know, there's no evidence. Mm-hmm. Back and forth. It's not really... Um, it's as expected. There's no fireworks, unfortunately. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's... Um, I was actually expecting something a little more lively. Yeah, well, you know, we've got a few sound bites of, of truth out of this. Mm-hmm. Mostly from Jonathan Turley. Uh, we got two clips here. We're going to roll them back to back, then we'll talk about it. Roll those, Mr. Producer. But I also do believe that the House has passed the threshold for an impeachment inquiry into the conduct of President Biden. Can a benefit to your family be a benefit to you? It is. There's been a, a, a repeated statements that you need to show that, that President Biden accepted direct money in order for this to co- constitute a benefit, even under, under criminal cases that deal with bribery, extortion, and the Hobbs Act. The courts actually have rejected that. They've said that money going to family members is, in fact, a benefit. And I don't really see any legal basis for that. Obviously, the strongest case is if you have a a direct payment. But this idea that you can have millions going to a politician's family and that's not a benefit, um, I think is pretty fallacious. So the first one there, you know, he says that the House has passed the threshold for an inquiry. Um, And, of course, you know, any, any person with common sense or that's being honest would agree with that. Yeah. Um, the, the difference here is that the Democrats have the entire media complex on their side, um, and they will run with this line of there is no evidence, even though, look at the evidence. I mean, the bank statements, the, the text messages, the emails, it's all there. And I love earlier today, one, one, uh, particular retard on, on the Democrat side. Um, oh, why can't I remember the name? It's the lady. She's really... Oh, man. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? No, no, no. She no. also, she dropped some retarded. She dropped some retarded for yeah. sure. Um, Lisa, Lisa McLean? That might have been it. The one from yeah. Michigan? I think that might have been okay. it, yeah. Yeah, and she's like, there's no evidence. And Comer goes, look at the bank statements. <laughs> I'm like, this is that's the energy we need in these hearings. Like, yeah. you can't be restrained and all that. It's not going to break through, right. right? If you want this to be covered on the mainstream media, no matter how negatively they will portray Republicans, and of course that's what they will do, you need to make a scene so that it becomes a story. And then they're forced to cover the story. Because otherwise, this will get a passing mention of 13 seconds on the evening news, and nobody's going to even know it happened. If a tree falls in a forest, nobody's around to hear it. Did it even happen? I mean, that's that's the level we're working with here of the media blackout, one of the most powerful tools of the media in this country, the liberal media, is the power of the blackout. And if they don't want to cover it, and they don't want you to know about it, and they won't cover it, it's not going to break through and be and be told to everyone else. You all will know about it because obviously you're listening to this podcast. You're, you probably consume, you know, conservative media, town hall, red state, PJ, you know, all of our sites. You know, you probably watch some Fox News, even though they've gone pretty hardcore live in recent times. We're going to talk about that a little bit with the debate later on. But it, everyone else in this country, is shielded from this. Yeah. Right? That's the real difference. And that's the point I've been trying to make with this impeachment inquiry. 
if you want to get it across, you have to really push it. And we need messengers to do that. And as far as what we've seen today, that doesn't exist in the Oversight Committee. Um, I believe Marjorie Taylor Greene now is up for her line of questioning. Oh, the flamethrower should be whipped out. Potentially, you know, she's going to do something. But, like, you know, it's been a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, It's also mid-afternoon and people want to go home. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, these people want to go home. Yeah. Um, the other one of the other witnesses there, Bruce Dubinsky, forensic accountant, um, had this to say about this hearing. As the age-old proverb goes, "Where there's smoke, there's fire." As a fraud investigator, when I see smoke, I immediately look for the fire. The critical question facing the American people today is whether behind the smoke screen clouding the Biden family and associates' businesses was there or is there a fire, and if there was or is a fire, how big is that fire? Why were members of the Biden family and close business associates receiving millions of dollars of payments from foreign entities and individuals? What services, if any, were being provided? What was the substance of the alleged services being provided? Was the money being paid for a fair amount commensurate with those services? Were political favors being traded and disguised as services? These are the questions that, as a forensic accountant, I routinely am asked to answer when I'm hired to investigate allegations of corruption and fraud. There's a great deal of evidence that has been collected to date by this committee and others trying to answer these very questions. However, much more information is still needed in order to be able to answer these questions and make a final determination as to whether or not the Biden family and its associates' businesses were involved in any improper or illicit activities, and importantly, whether those activities, if any, were connected to President Joe Biden or then Vice President Biden. And I think that's fair. You know, the American people deserve to know the truth. There used to be a time in which that mattered in this country. Um, I don't know if that matters so much anymore, but, um, just as all of this is happening, we have some other new Biden family corruption details emerging. Actually, this is your story, Matt, so why don't you tell me about it, because I'm talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's, you know, uh, we have more testimony notes from Gary Shapley, where he said, you know, before, even before we all voted in the 2022 midterms, you know, the DOJ had enough evidence to make a decision on whether to charge Hunter Biden or not. Mm-hmm. And the top brass said, well, we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot. Now, it's on paper, it's vague. What the hell do they mean by that? Well, we all know what they mean. Yeah. Yeah, we all, the, the, the bias in that building, we all know what they mean. They didn't want to, first of all, I mean, at the, for the, at the very least, upset the man who oversees this department, which is the president, because it's under the executive. And they didn't want to, you know, give something to what, you know, for Republicans to be, to weaponize against. And they didn't want, you know, basically hurt the Democratic Party, which mm-hmm. is what they've been doing, you know, for, for years and years now. So, yeah, that's why they dragged their feet. Goes back to, you know, the whole David Weiss special appointment, special counsel appointment, which was done to provide another obstacle for House Republicans regarding getting his testimony about this whole matter and the sweetheart plea deal that was nuked by Shapley and Joseph Zico's testimony. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, they obviously knew that this guy was doing Right. But they don't right. want to charge him because his because of his last name and who he is. Yep. So, I mean, it's a story that ends in why. But again, I was told that there's no evidence of wrongdoing, uh-huh. and uh, you know, these impeachment inquiries are a circus, and uh, you know, this, that, and the other. Well, okay, well, the, well, I also uh, the DOJ <laughs> apparently is bearing up. What? I love that today they keep <laughs> saying even though Hunter may have done all this, there's no proof that Joe Biden's involved. 
I'm like, look at the texts, yeah. look at the emails, look at the phone calls look that at were the, made. Look at the financial transactions and how oh, they're yeah, structured. Of course, of yeah. course. But even beyond that, right? Like, but that that's like saying John Gotti didn't do anything. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, well, I mean... Yeah, well, a, yeah. new, a new text message released by the Oversight Committee shows Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, explaining to Hunter Biden how enlisting the former vice president's help during foreign business dealings was usual. Yes. The text reads, in part, quote, We, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. Who, who's his? Who's that person? Yeah, well... I wonder who. Mm-hmm. I wonder who could it be. This new information comes just after we talked about yesterday. The documentation showing the wire payments from China that were addressed to Joe Biden's home in Delaware. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle. Yeah. Also, that's that's one who has been flying under the radar. Yeah. Is his bro- his yeah. brother is just as dirty. He is up to his neck in all as this. As Hunter, yeah. Yep. He is just... Remember... He's just been keeping. I mean, he actually has been. I mean, he can because he's the brother. He's not the president. Mm-hmm. Right? He's been lying low in Delaware for years. Ever since you know his name was brought up in the tax evasion charges. Mm-hmm. Was I think it was like twenty what twenty twenty one? I think to, before the pandemic. Yeah. Was it before the pandemic or after? I think it was yeah around that time. Because then he yeah. went. He went. He hit. He literally went inside his house in Delaware and never came out again. Yeah. But yes, that whole family, as you know, they're corrupt. Selling up, you know, setting up shell companies to funnel in all the proceeds of, you know, from the Central Asian oligarchs and everything. Well, when I, you know, when I say the Biden family crime syndicate, it's not just a joke, right? Yeah. The entire family was involved. Yeah. From Joe Biden to Hunter Biden to Jim Biden to even some of the other kids. Bo Biden. No, I don't want to. I don't want to say Bo because there's no proof of that. Uh, wouldn't be surprised, but there has been no proof as of yet that he was involved. Um, Which we, we, can, we can subpoena dead people's banking records, can we? I mean, I suppose you can. Yeah, but well, that's in, all, it's in, no rock on But in all, of right? these, in all of these transactions, his accounts have never come up. So I don't think he was. Yeah. Uh, that's just my yeah. you know, opinion okay. on that. But, but you also have Jill Biden very involved in all of this. Um, what's the daughter's name? The one that he molested in the shower? Oh, Ashley? Yeah. Uh, she definitely <laughs> involved in this. What, Haley? Who's she, the granddaughter? Bo, no, Bo's wife, who later became Hunter's uh, slam piece. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. He Tossed was, her in the trash can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely involved. She could be dirty for sure. I mean, this the whole family is just skeezy, nasty... Yeah. You know, I mean, we never got even into like the Joe, the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, alleged child porn stuff. Yeah, yeah notice, notice how, how that, that was hidden. Just died, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we also need to subpoena Eric Schreiren. Yeah, the man who supposedly guided and advised Hunter Biden's financial future when he was still married to what's her name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well. I mean, there are multiple avenues here. That's get the on Biden it. crime family get right on there it. for you. Um, what else we get here? Oh man, the illegal immigration is just getting out of control. Shout out to uh, Governor Abbott for putting all that razor wire along the border. Um, I love, 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 love these Democrats flipping out over it. Oh my God, it's so inhumane! How could you let them drown in the river? Well, don't go into the river. 
That's that's how you don't let them drown in the river. Don't go into the river. The United States is closed. The border is closed. We need to send that message. We need to stop having images on the news of people just being let into the country. Yeah. Being let through the fences, helped through the razor wire. That only further reinforces the message down south in these whole countries that these people can then come to our country and they will be let in no problem by the Biden administration. That's the message they're sending and that's what we got to stop. And you know, if if it takes some death, so be it. I say sorry. Mind the Rio Grande. Oh, I love I would love that. You know, Mind I've been saying for a long time we need to put a bunch of alligators in there. <laughs> I mean, I'll go full doctor either sharks with laser beams attached to their heads. I mean, whatever you need down there. Dump the it, alligators yeah. in the mines. Yeah. But it's like outrageous that um you know, the the border is basically just a managed entry point for the whole length. Yeah. The ports of entry don't matter. Yeah. And everyone is coming into this country, and the ones that are not catching are the ones that worry me. Um, because oh, clearly, like all the, all the terror watch list people that are pouring, like, well, leaking yeah. air like a sieve? Yep, yep. Uh, now we find out that national parks could be the next destination for illegal immigrant tent cities. Democrats are proposing to use national parks as places to build these tent cities and temporary housing. Uh, I mean... I mean, first of all, these people, they're going to be eaten by bears. You know that somebody... Oh, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, and you know, you talk about <laughs> drownings, they're going to fall into those uh, acid pits by the geysers. You know? I mean, Some guys... Remember... The two things you listed just yeah, now... Yeah. Selling points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was one... Remember, there was that one jagaloon who went off the beaten path. There's signs everywhere saying, stay on the... Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he tried to take a little photo, fell into that pit, and his body was completely dissolved. Oh, well, that's what you get. Yeah, um, yeah it, that's not going to you know, yeah, go over very well. Those Even bears, in New York, it's going to be an all-you-can-eat illegal alien buffet with those bears, <laughs> man. Even in New York, you see that the Democrats don't even want these illegals there. Um, so yeah. it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, well, they voted for it. Yes, you did. Yes, that's you one of did. My that's one of my favorite memes. <laughs> From Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, all right, 2024 election debate. Let's hit that. Oh, um, I'm going to save for Wednesday the down ticket discussion. Yeah, um, that's a long so discussion. That is a longer discussion. There's a lot going on on there. Very that. important. And it is and, extremely And surprisingly, um, you know, Bob Menendez is a part of that and everything. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a lawyer to talk about yeah, who's going to run, yeah. who's maybe going to run. We also have an election coming up in, in just over a month in a couple states. Uh, oh, namely, here. the most important being Virginia. Yeah. Um, I think that this Virginia state legislature election could really have some interesting uh, tea leaves to be read about what's going to happen next year. Um, the early signs are that Republicans are, are shaping up to roll the Democrats here in Virginia. Um, there's a few things that could change that. Um, government shutdown could be one of them. That could be really interesting. Um, and, and hopefully the government does shut down. We are approaching that. Uh, we're going to talk about that in one second. Um, actually, let's do that now, and then we'll just go into the, uh, debate stuff. Okay. So the government shutdown, right? Yeah. 
Ninety percent chance of happening, according to Goldman Sachs. Oh, I think I think it's a hundred percent chance yeah. because at this point, there's no way they're going to get a bill passed in time before yeah the October the midnight 1st. on yeah. October first. Yeah. Now, you know, if the shutdown happens at midnight and then they pass the bill, you know, at nine a.m. the next morning, did it really shut down? Right? Technically, like it did. Okay, well, obviously that's the point <laughs> I'm making. Is technically, it did. Right? That's why the technical odds in my book are a hundred percent at this point. But but I'm talking about a real shutdown. I'm talking about a weeks couple days. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know about weeks and weeks, but I think a couple days is likely yeah. at this point. I personally am rooting for such a shutdown simply to have a little bit, a couple days with less gridlock traffic in Northern Virginia. That'd be nice. When you know it's real is when you have the local news interview all the government workers who uh, aren't getting paid. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just like, yeah. Well, I also, I love when that happens because they, they, air quote, not get paid, but it's just a furlough. Oh, yeah. They get back paid. They get back pay, yeah. Yeah. So, really, it's just a vacation for them. Um, and then with a massive, you know, thousands of dollars in bonuses because <laughs> of the back pay. Yeah. On top um, of their usual salary. Well, technically it's not a bonus. Yeah. It's a back pay for, for, it's a, it's a paid vacation is yeah. what it is. Kickback. Yeah. It's just um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's going to happen. Very interesting how Kevin McCarthy's having a spine for once. Um, did the House Republicans say no f- chance they're going to pass the Mitch McConnell Democrat negotiated continuing resolution. Well, did you hear Mitt Romney took a poll of the Senate Republican Caucus? Really? They want a clean clean bill. Who said that? Uh, he did. Well, he's foolish. <laughs> no, yeah. Look at the number that was just voted yeah. against it the other night. Yeah. Almost half of the Republican Caucus yeah. voted against that bill. Yeah. I knew you were going to enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah. Guess what? Although at the same time, though, given leadership and everything, that would not surprise me, though. If, oh, for if, sure. If, if if most were like, you know what, let's just let's just roll everything. Just let's just it's just pass it. Oh, listen, we just all know it. we all know that uh, that the way it works is everybody just gets in line with Mitch McConnell, except for the few actual conservatives that we've talked about before. Um, and we listed them yesterday on the show. We did. Really, that's the only the only people in the Senate that are actually going to stand up and do anything about it. But yeah, so that's government shutdown looms. I look forward to it mostly for the decreased traffic because my commute has been absolutely hellacious the last three weeks um, since Congress came back yeah. into session. Well, there's been inclement weather here, man. Yeah, but it hasn't you, you, been that. You, you know this. I was it gone. starts to rain and people no, forget how to I was drive gone the whole here. time it was raining. Remember, oh, I was in oh, Tampa. I'm talking right. about other times. Oh. It, every single day, the highway is just gridlock. Yeah. And then the toll is like $1,000. ridiculous. And so my choice is sit in two plus yeah. hours of traffic or pay the $30 yeah. toll. Which do you think I'm doing? Yeah, exactly. So well, out here you see that they closed the center lane. Because if I had to sit in two hours of traffic each way every single day, I'd put a forty-five in my mouth. <laughs> oh no, so. I thought that could be like you'd be like a Michael Douglas and falling down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go around yeah. with a bag yeah. full of guns yeah. and just shoot everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else we got? Oh, this, this one I forgot to put this one in yesterday's show, and I had to bring this up. You've heard about the New York ruling on about Trump air quote. Air quote, committing yeah. fraud yeah. and lying about his net Which worth, was rendered right? without a uh, jury or a trial or anything. It just, Correct. He's, he's, he's guilty. Uh-huh. Well, you know how they found him guilty? They said that 
Mar-a-Lago is only worth like eighteen million dollars. That's not. That's that cannot be accurate. I thought someone did a fact check. Isn't it like worth three hundred? Oh yeah, yeah, easy. No, yeah, that's that's why it's totally yeah. ridiculous. I mean, they're trying to get him banned from New York for doing business. Yeah, it's really sick that this is what the so-called air you know air quote justice system is interested in. Meanwhile, you have a U.S. senator selling out the country. You have a U.S. president currently selling out the country. I mean, uh, but yeah, Trump, the, them fabricating crimes against Trump on on the fraud front here and all the other indictments too, frankly. But uh, especially this, this civil case, like Letitia James, she is the, one of the most corrupt. She's attorney general, right? Yeah, one of the mm-hmm. most corrupt state attorney generals I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. All right, let's get into... Probably the next governor. I don't know about that. I don't know that people she, really like her. She tried. She, uh... I forget why she dropped out last time. Because she realized people didn't like her. Well, it's not like Kathy Hochul's much better. Right, she, but... <laughs> I mean, she's awful, too. I, I, I see what you mean, though. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. She's a so... Um, okay, we got some, uh, we got some, uh, clips here from the debate. Gonna get these clips moving here. What do we got? Okay. I'll tell you what. There was some hefty minority on minority violence yeah, last that's night. Right, yeah, Um, and we're not talking about the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> we are talking about the debate stage. Yeah. You had Nikki Haley and Tim Scott going at it. Uh, you had... Tim Scott and Vivek Ramaswamy. You had my favorite, Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy going at it. Yeah. Indian on Indian violence. Yeah. Uh, getting, you know, hardcore <laughs> with it. Um, we got all these here for you. First off here, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott going back and forth about some curtains. Roll that clip. And the press, Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did, you send, them Did back? you send them back? You're the one that works in Congress. Oh my gosh. You get it. You done. hung them on your, your, your curtains. I, they your were curtains. there before I even showed up at the residence. You here's, are scrapping. Here's you a, are scrapping. I'm not scrapping. Here's, here's, you know here's, I here's a fact. Here's a fact, though. You, 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 you wanted a gas tax increase, and then you wanted a. We cannot, we do not intend to go ahead like this. In fact, we're about to take a commercial break. Go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> well, so um, one point I will make is that actually Nikki Haley's correct here, and as much as that pains me, those curtains were ordered by the Obama administration. Next up, Ramaswamy and Scott squaring off. Well, you know, why don't you just listen to this and decide if you can tell what points are actually being made uh it was basically total chaos roll that clip mr producer hunter biden millions of dollars was a partner this of yours as well it's not nonsense so look i want to respond these these are good people who are tainted by a broken system and it's not the fault I, I think of anybody who's involved some of us are tainted thank you for speaking while i'm interrupting literally, literally speaking. No, you said by people if i may finish you can't be on both sides gentlemen you'll have your turn one of the challenges we should have a debate between the big Business in China. May, Everybody knows that. If I may, if Let's I may focus address, on holding Joe Biden accountable. That's what we need to be. I actually on. agree with Ron DeSantis. Speaking at the same time. I, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that overall, my take on last night was that it was generally a big mess. Um, oh, that's being polite about it. The moderators had no control of the situation. Um, I think that overall, if you were to rank the three moderators, Dana did okay. I was pretty surprised how poorly she actually she did. Um, but kind of set up for failure in the fact that her co-moderator, Stuart Varney, had no control over the situation. No. Uh, multiples just stuttering attempts at questions. And uh, then you had the uh, the libtard token of the the moderator bunch, as expected. Like I said yesterday, the Univision, uh, she was horrific. That was yeah. absolutely horrific. Yeah. And the fact that this is allowed, consistently allowed, election cycle after election cycle by the RNC, letting these liberal moderators control our process is uh disgusting yeah that's the best it was, word it was bad and uh rana should rightfully be asked how this was allowed to happen again i mean every question she asked last night we're going to get into a couple of them every question she asked was a liberal talking point yeah every single one uh the worst one to me uh was about fentanyl. Oh, how she blamed us for the fentanyl crisis? She said that 90% of fentanyl coming into the country is seized at U.S. ports of entry. And there's multiple levels of this retardation, so we're going to get there. And then she said, and actually, of those, 70% or whatever are U.S. citizens. Well, whatever the f*** your name is, who could barely speak English... Let me educate you. And she couldn't barely speak English, by the way. First off, no that a majority of the fentanyl getting caught is at ports of entry. Because the fentanyl that's not getting caught is not coming through the ports of entry. It's coming through the porous open border with these illegals and cartel smugglers that are bringing it into the country to poison Americans. Hmm. And the reason that most of the people caught at ports of entry are U.S. citizens are because those are the ones that are working for the cartels who can try to get in and out at the ports of entry because they are U.S. citizens. I mean, does this lady know nothing about the way the cartels and the drug trade operates at the southern border? Yeah. I mean, what a dumb question. It was outrageous, frankly. And, And the fact that that made it in was ridiculous. She she brought up the um the Kamala DeSantis African American education hoax. Yeah. Take a listen to this. Slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. You have said slaves develop skills in spite of slavery, not because of it. But many are still hurt. For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. 
What is your message to them? So first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, we are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars, so we need to stop playing these games. Here's the deal. Our country's education system is in decline because it's focused on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation in education by U.S. News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. This is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice. We enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about Parents' Bill of Rights. We enacted the Parents' Bill of Rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics in the Constitution in our schools in a really big way, just like President Reagan asked for in his farewell address back in 1989. Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with parents, and our kids are benefiting. Yeah. Yeah. Liberal propaganda. Yeah. It was it was bad. Then she asked about the dreamers. Oh my god, the dreamers. What are we going to do about the dreamers? Pretty simple. Send them the f- out of the country. <laughs> why is this difficult? I don't understand why this is difficult. Oh man, no. They they've lived here for so long. You can't possibly send them out. Well, we need to start sending some people out. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. You know, one thing that Vivek said, and I and I hate giving him credit for anything, but he is very right about this. A child born of an illegal immigrant in this country should not have birthright citizenship. Absolutely not. And I totally agree with him. And I actually think that his legal uh, standing on that is pretty firm, um, which, you know, really pains me to give him any sort of credit whatsoever. I would love to see the other candidates adopt this messaging. Um... I think DeSantis is the only, DeSantis is, I believe, one of the only ones that says that he would use deadly force to defend the border, especially against the cartels importing poison into our country. But, you know, this this lady was just like, oh, and, and what do you say about the Latinos that say that the Republicans just don't like them? What kind of question is that? <laughs> that lady is ridiculous. But anyway, nonetheless... That needs to be addressed with the RNC um, and, and the whole process of how these debates get picked, who's moderating them. That I thought that the first debate was pretty rough moderation, but last night was way worse. Yeah, and so it was bad. Uh, hopefully that can be fixed going forward for the next debate. And also we need to raise the criteria because there is no reason besides Ron DeSantis – Vivek and Nikki, none of the rest of them have any sort of chance whatsoever. I think Doug Burgum is interesting, though. Okay, there's a difference between interesting <laughs> and having a chance, right? Like, sure. Yeah. Bloody Eyes Aza Hutchinson was interesting, too. Interesting to look at because I didn't know if he was a f- demon or a human. <laughs> but he shouldn't be on the stage. No, he shouldn't. Doesn't have a chance to be president. That's, you know, the, that's, I think, a problem going in with these debates is the there's a tendency to allow too much participation. I get the first one, okay, right? Give everyone a shot in the first one. But the second one, there's no reason it should have only gone up one percentage point in the polling, right? We should be jumping 2% at a time here, 2 maybe even 4% at a time here. Because realistically, if you don't have above 5%, you don't have a shot. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have a shot ever. So, anyway, speaking of people that shouldn't have been on the stage last night, Mike Pence. Poor Mike Pence. Ugh. 
Uh, he was. He, he loved telling everybody that he uh, likes uh, his wife. Well, yeah. Okay. All right, roll the clip. We have Mr. to roll Mr. that. Yeah, roll the clip. My wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers' union, but I got to admit, I've I've been sleeping with a teacher for thirty-eight years, and um, so full disclosure. Oh my god! Awkward sex jokes. Let's yeah. stop it. And you know he's he's so out of his skin. So well, that was that was so he can't land it. Yeah, stop that was it. rough. And oh. then he tried to make several jokes, and not a single one. Got any laughs. I almost felt bad for the old man up there he last bond, night. Man. He looked really old, too. Like, the guy's just got to drop out. He needs to go take his board seat on, like, Raytheon and just call it a day. Yeah. Because um, he, he doesn't just, even do this anymore. Stop it. Yeah. Just yeah, stop exactly. it. Yep. Stop it. Um, what else we got here? Oh, this one. All right, so... It, Last night, Chris Christie, another one who shouldn't be on the stage. Chris Christie actually had a few interesting lines last night. But each time he made an interesting point, and this is the Donald Duck one here, he was doing... This one This one was like watching... Uh, what was the shuttle that exploded? <laughs> the Challenger? The Challenger. This one was like watching the Challenger. It was soaring through air, and I'm like, wow, he's making a great point. This is actually really interesting. Could be good. And then he makes this lame joke. The crowd laughs in pain, and it just explodes in midair. Roll that clip, Mr. Producer. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look in that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. I want to ask the governor to... Oh, so bad. So, so bad. Doug Burgum, another one. He was very upset to say the least, because he was just not getting called on. And uh, his, so his attempts to chime in without getting called on had the moderators trying to put him back in his place. Um, and when he tried more politely to chime in, moderators weren't having any of it. Roll that clip. Um, Governor Haley, reaction to that, please. The only person who's leading an energy state, could I answer the energy question? No, uh, Governor Haley. Man, that was rough. The guy... You know, and and the thing about him is... He's actually a pretty good conservative. Yes. He's a very... Yeah. He has a great record. That's exactly what I was about you to You know, say. I mean, he is, on paper, the real deal. It's just where he is from, the lack of name recognition, uh-huh. the lack of a national constituency. Like, he's he hasn't been in the... You know what I'm trying to... Like, yeah. he's been a governor, yes, for two terms. He's uh-huh. been great. But he's he hasn't sought the spotlight and... Obviously, didn't really have I I would guess political uh, presidential aspirations until up until recently for some reason, and yeah now he's there and you know who he, he kind of reminds can't me break of? Through. You know he kind of reminds you of is a little bit of a more polished, richer, uh, less cool version of Rick Perry. Yeah, and I think that he could <clears throat> yeah. actually be a good Secretary of Energy. Yeah, in the fact that they've had great success up in North Dakota yeah. with fracking. Uh, and drilling. I mean, you know, I think he could do a good job with something like Commerce that. Commerce secretary too. I mean, he's Commerce should be good. Yeah, he's created yeah. jobs, labor, yeah, labor. Yeah. I mean, he. 
I, I, I don't think he is going away. Yeah. I think if a Republican wins, he should definitely be on a short list for, for some sort of cabinet secretary. He's just not the guy. He's just, yeah, you know? unfortunately. Um, okay, my favorite uh, minority or minority violence of the <laughs> night was uh, Nikki Haley and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy going at it hard. They were going at it hard. Uh, listen to this exchange where Nikki Haley essentially pulls out the, uh, the what's, a, what's a sword the Indians use? The dunce cap? Oh, the sword. You oh. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, the one the, with the real yeah, big hoop curve. on it. Yeah, the, hoop, the, like the one with the yeah. Aladdin. Yeah. You know? Um, she pulled that out and gutted, <laughs> gutted Vivek right in front of everybody. Although I will say that she came across as quite a while doing this, yeah. uh, which is the danger for any female politician. I thought you were going to say, she, yeah, like uh, Indiana Jones, like Mola Ram, she ripped out his heart, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Mr. Producer, roll that. This is infuriating because TikTok <laughs> is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Hmm. Because I can't believe you know, they hear you've Haley got a TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million million people are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts, they can get your financial information, they can get your emails, they can Let get just text say, messages, they can get all I, this of these is important. things. This is China very important for our exactly party. What they're this doing. is very important for our party, and I'm going to say. And what we've seen is you've gone and you've we helped China build, make medicines will, in China, not America. Me, you me. now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. We so can't trust me, you. Man, that was hardcore. Um, did you see that she praised his book? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. It's like you can't make this up. Well, yeah, she wrote the blurb <laughs> yeah. about his book. Um, uh. So anyway, what else do we got here? Oh, here's... Okay, so we're going to finish off with uh, two strong ones here. Okay. We've got this real laugher from Tim Scott just showing how weapons-grade retarded he is. And the fact he is not prepared to be president. Because if he truly believes this and what he had to say here and what I'm about to play for you, uh, he should just be thrown in a trash can and made fun of forever. Uh, <laughs> really, I mean, this is egregious. I When when he said this, I mean, you were sitting there, I was like, yeah. what did he just yeah, say? Yeah, no, it's bad. Yeah. Okay, roll that clip. And 90% of the resources that we send over to Ukraine is guaranteed. It's a loan. It is not act. 90% of the money that we send over there is loan. Well, we can talk about this, but at the end of the day, 90% of the money that we send over there is actually We're in the form of loan. It's We're not, not actually not be paid by Ukraine. It's paid by the NATO, our NATO allies. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we're going to get all that money back because Ukraine has a quarter of a trillion just lying around. Yeah. 90% of that money is... And then, then he was, like, challenged on that. And he's like, oh, well, NATO's going to pay it back. Oh, really? Really? You mean NATO, the the members who don't live up to their pledges on defense spending? That NATO? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's going to go well. Um, Ukraine isn't even worth a quarter trillion if we tried to sell off the country and gut the whole damn thing for whatever they have underneath the soil there. I mean, it's just outrageous to me. Not only that... It's a bombed out hole now, so it's not worth anything to begin with. Um, if anything, we should get Ukraine and own it for the amount of money we put in there. That should have been part of the deal. But the idea that it's a loan is just yeah, totally yeah. ridiculous. And it just shows the disconnect 
between the elite, so-called elites and, you know, the bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. and yeah. the average American. Um, and, like, the kind of a lack of respect. Like, you know, yeah. like, we're not that dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The American voter is not that dumb. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see. One last thing. Oh, no, we got two last things here. I miscounted. Um, at the end of last night, Dana Perino, in her lowest point of the night, tried to force everybody on the stage to write down a name of someone that they would basically vote off the island, survivor style, <laughs> I and like that should that. drop out. <laughs> and while I guess, yeah, it could have been interesting, she should have seen coming that nobody was going to take part in that. And generally, it got quite a lot of, of like... I don't want to say backlash, but, like, general grunting at it as, like, this was kind of out of place and kind of kind of beneath a, uh, a presidential debate. But, basically, DeSantis shot it down in a very, in what I thought was a very good answer and, and retort. And then, so, in response, she got really b- and pissed off. And came with a follow-up question to DeSantis about mathematical path. Make sure you put those both together, Mr. Producer. Roll those back-to-back. It's now obvious that if you all stay in the race, former President Donald Trump wins the nomination. None of you have indicated that you're dropping out. So, which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island? marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you 15 <laughs> seconds starting now of the people on the stage who serious? should be bo- I'm absolutely serious with all due respect wow. I mean we're here like yeah. we, you know, we're happy to debate but I think that that's disrespectful to my fellow competitors nobody wants yeah. to nobody wants most, to participate let's do some questions let's talk about the future of the country all right let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me, then, yeah. if you won't answer that question, let me ask you this one. Yeah. What is your mathematical path, yes. Governor DeSantis, in order to try to beat President Trump, who has a commanding and enduring lead in this race? So, polls don't elect presidents. Voters elect presidents. Right. And we're going to take the case of the people. I thought that was very good. I think yeah. that was one of DeSantis's best moments of the night. Came at the end, strong finish. Um, we're going to do overall grading in a minute. I just want to do one last thing here of a clip. Um, after the debate, DeSantis went on Hannity. Listen to this interesting uh, idea that was floated to Sean Hannity, because, of course, DeSantis is going to debate Newsom, governor on governor, uh, which is obviously a publicity stunt. I mean, I actually think it's a pretty smart publicity stunt. Could go poorly, could go very well. It's a gamble. Um, and as a gambling man, I can respect a good gamble like that. Um, but he floated another idea to Sean Hannity last night after the debate. Take a listen to this one. And you know what? Maybe yeah. we can say, since the former president didn't come here, maybe he'd be willing to do one with, with you and I. I think he owes it to our voters to come and make the case. You're I now mean, challenging. So this is going to be Hannity one-on-one debate. Let's central. do it. Let's do it, right? <laughs> I'll do anything. So, I'll ask here, Here's the thing, though. You owe it to the voters to come and make the case. No one's entitled to anything. You know, you can yeah. say, oh, some poll m- months before. No, you got to make the case. You got to owe it to the voters. So I'm going to show up everywhere. I think that that's what we were able to do. And, um, you know, there were some, I think, some important issues that were, that were discussed tonight. There's also others that I know you and I have talked about that weren't discussed. But at the end of the day, I think the thing that was clear for this, there's a lot of talk. A lot of people had good things to say. I'm the guy that's done it. Would Donald Trump ever accept something like that? No. Most certainly not. No. 
uh, because I, I think he, I think Trump knows it go very poorly for him, but very interesting nonetheless. I, I enjoyed that. I do like how all of them in general are getting more aggressive on the standpoint of, you know, Trump should have the respect for the Republican voters and show up and take part in the process, even though he is very far ahead right now. Um, there's still 40% of the party that is not supporting him for the nomination. And those 40% who probably will in the end come around to support him deserve the respect uh, that he should show them in taking part in the process. And I think that's the right messaging. There is uh, some rumors that he might show up in Miami in November. So um, that's going to be very interesting. All right. uh, Overall debate grades and discussion. Give me your winner of the debate last night. I don't know if there was one. That's an acceptable answer. That's I don't know if there was I'll one. Let you get away with that. You know, I, I think that none of them had a Rick Perry brain freeze moment like during the 2012 election. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's a low bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of them could speak in complete sentences and, you know, deliver a haymaker to one another, defend each other, this, that, and the other. That's fine. But at the end of the day, it didn't move the needle for any mm-hmm. of them. Two to th- I mean, they're, they're beating themselves bloody for a two- to three-point bump. If that, maybe, that will probably disappear in ten days. Um, I, I, I think, honestly, and people are saying this, I think, I think Trump was the winner. Uh, because, that I will not agree with. Because no, everything no, no. on that stage no, he doesn't one get thing. To, no, he doesn't get to win by that default. That doesn't count. people could beat him. No, that doesn't count. He doesn't get to win by default. <laughs> totally disagree with that. And I also disagree... With the fact that none of these people can beat him because I think that quite a few people on that stage, one-on-one, could absolutely beat him. And that's being proven in the polling by the fact that he's not at 80% as the former incumbent sitting president, leader of the party. Because if that were the case, they'd all be at 1%. But they're not. Combined, they're at almost 40%. So clearly there's appetite in the Republican Party for a change, and the polling shows that. Now, yes, if it's uh, Donald Trump versus Doug Burgum, of course Trump's going to win, <laughs> yeah. right? But if it was Trump straight up, if it was Trump straight up against even someone like Vivek, it would be an interesting race. The fact is Trump is getting lucky again, just as he did in 2016, but where he only had a plurality of, of the vote. And the other rest of the field is split 16 ways. And now that's the way the math works. Yes, as, as Carl Rove said last night on TV, elections are science and math. You win by getting more votes than the other person. Yeah. And none okay. of these people are going to drop out too, by the way. So Sure. That's a, yeah, another I mean, part I of mean, the that's, I mean, that's the thing. You know, they but, all, everyone thinks that they have a chance and they're not going to drop out. And if they did, it'll be disrespectful to their supporters. There's a whole bunch of arguments for and against. But... but uh, no, yeah, but I do not accept the argument that Trump wins by default because he didn't show up. I think that what he did is a little move, and I think that that argument is a move because at the end of the day, the people that showed up at least had the guts to show up. And yeah. obviously some of them shouldn't be there, <laughs> yeah. but... The, I mean, Ronnie D should obviously be there. I think he's the only one on that stage that, that could give a run for his money. I just, I'm just waiting. You know, I'm, I actually, I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see him break out a bit. I know. I think it's only three of them. I think it's DeSantis, Vivek, and Nikki. 
I think Tim Scott, Christie, Pence, and Burgum should just yeah. be gone next time. I can't stand Vivek. Man. Um, not me either. Yeah. Not me either. But but if you have to, if I have to, you know, gun to my head, pick up well, the three people you, from you that just crowd. Said, who sci- could, science and math. I mean, it yeah, is. He is the, the one. The three people from that crowd who could have a shot. Those are the three people. Nikki, I think, is a little more on the outlier side. Yeah. Uh, but in some polling, she does show some strength. Um, and let us not forget. You know, women will just pick women for the sake of being women, even though they hate each other. That's true. Very <laughs> ironic. Um, but, yeah, so I... I did get a laugh when Vivek uh, tried to explain his inexperience, you know, pivot from his in, the, 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 his political inexperience and, and stuff and saying, well, I'm just going to surround myself by the best people. I'm like, who? It's like, yeah. a, it's like a by yeah. George Soros? No, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, o- overall, I think that probably I'd rate Ron and Nikki as the winners. Winners being, you know, subjective. It's not going to really move the needle all that much. Yeah. Um, but picking out of the crowd, that's who I'd pick. I think Nikki, for some people, came across as too much of a um, which, you know, is going to happen. She got more aggressive though than in the first debate though, so I, I I'll I'll agree with that. Sure, I mean she's still neocon Nikki. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, that's what it well, is. Man, she I was... disagree with ninety nine percent of what she says, um, but just from a political analysis standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if her numbers went up a little bit. Uh, losers are the losers that I mentioned: Tim Scott, Chris Christie, especially Pence. Pence is at the top of the loser list, um, and Doug Burgum. I think that their percentages will drop. Um, and there's going to start to be a little bit of a consolidation here. Now, the only one who said anything about dropping out was one of the people not on the stage last night, and that's Aza Hutchinson. And he said that if he doesn't reach 4% in Iowa by Thanksgiving, he's going to drop out. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So two months from now. Uh. Um, so we'll see. I think it's going to be close to the same crowd for the Miami debate. Minus um, Bergen, probably. Minus Pence and Bergen, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see the rest of them there. Maybe not Christy, maybe not Scott, I don't know. Um, although I don't think that the RNC will hold or will be so restrictive with their criteria that it's only Ron, Vivek, and Nikki, even though that's what it should be. What I'd really like to see is a Trump, DeSantis, Vivek, and Nikki debate. I yeah. think that'd be very interesting. I think that it would be enlightening for for the party, for the country, uh, I think Nikki would get exposed in her neocon ways because no one else on that stage would agree with that. But yeah, so that's I think where we're at. You know, it's it's not going to move the needle. Um, but I I hate when people say that Trump won because he didn't show up. He didn't have the balls to show up. And if he would have showed up, he probably would have won. And that's <laughs> the point I've been making the whole time is that is that old fashioned Trump. Would have shown up to these oh, last yeah. two I mean, debates. He was rolling in when there was sixteen deep. That field. yeah, he would have shown up and he would have methodically crushed every single one of them on the stage. <laughs> Instead, now he's too afraid. That's why. That's why I'm here and you're over there yeah. on that stage. Yeah, that yeah. In, in, instead, now he's too afraid. And uh, last night he went to some event, um, which was supposed to be a. Uh, auto worker union event in support of the strike but apparently did not have union members there for what I'm reading oh. but also it was at a non-union shop so it was like anti-union and pro-union trying to play both sides I'm like 
Don, I, whoever's advising you, God. And that's what worries me so well, much about it him. it said union in the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It said... Yeah. And, and really, that goes back to the point we've been making the oh, whole time. his staffers? His, yeah. His staff is so terrible now. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have any smart people around him. There's no... There's no Kellyanne. There's no Kelly Kelly Ann. Ann. There's no the, Bannon. There's yeah. nobody strart, smart, strategic, uh, and politically savvy. You know, even for as much as I couldn't stand him, Jared Kushner was smart. And he could make strategic plans. Yeah. Well, nobody no wants, one, no one wants to be indicted, man. Yeah, no, and it's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. For our guy who's probably going to be the nominee, this yeah. is the problem yeah. that we face. It's the problem we face as the party. Um, it's the problem he faces as the nominee. Uh, he's also kind of broke. Yeah. Uh, not personally, but but campaign is campaign, broke. Yeah. I think if he reclinches, I think they will, there, there, there will be a massive overhaul with his staff. I sure as hell. I mean, Trump is not that stupid. You know what I'm trying to say? Like he's not. uh, Now, I I say that. Although his 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 loyalty Mm -hmm. to some people Mm -hmm. has certainly blinded him into some blunders. I will say that. But in term, but I think the man he wants to win. I think he sees you know he'll be one of those you know great guy great guy. But I just I just can't do it with him. Yeah, we can't have you know you know who who, your your favorite person on uh, Twitter. No. (laughs) <laughs> all of them. So, um, um, yeah, so that's going to be it. If you have any comments or thoughts on 2024, the debate, anything we just talked about, impeachment, email us, triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from you. Um, and if you enjoy Triggered and Want It Uncensored, become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code SAVEAMERICA for 50% off. Get into this exclusive club of patriots. I promise you will love it. Money back guarantee. You're the only ones who get a money back guarantee. Um, promise you'll love it. You'll get all kinds of stuff. All of Kurt's VIP stuff, Matt, Katie's, Spencer's. I mean, the list goes on and on. And if you become a VIP gold member, you get it across the board on all of our sites. Uh, PJ, Red State, I mean, Cruiser. The list goes on and on. So, uh, townhallvip.com, promo code Save America for 50% off. It allows us to do what we are doing here, not only on Triggered but at all of Town Hall Media and covering the news of the day and holding these leftists accountable, telling the truth, because uh, that's what matters these days. No one else is doing it, so we must do it. Thank you to all of you who are VIP members, and there is so many of you. It means the world to us. We love you all. Um, We do this show for you guys. Um, Shout out to our our boy Kev, uh, who is the video czar here at Town Hall. He got... uh, one of his videos got replied to by Elon last night, so he was pretty pumped about that. It was the Matt Gates Seinfeld video. Um, but, yeah, we will be back here on Wednesday. I don't know what the date is because I didn't put it on my list here. But next Wednesday, we'll be here for another episode of Triggered. As always, don't forget, five-star ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us beat the big tech algorithm. We appreciate all those from everybody that have been putting them in. Uh, It's really, really helpful. And we will be back here next Wednesday for another episode of Trigger. See you then.